Listeners should know that this podcast contains references to violence, including sexual violence, that may be upsetting to our listeners. Listeners' discretion is advised. It seems like in recent years, the idea that the world is a dangerous place has become increasingly apparent. According to ABC News, there have been 202 mass shootings this year as of May 8th. Our sense of safety and security has been shaken with events every passing day. And this uneasiness has permeated the Coast Community College District and the Orange Coast College campus with threat after threat this semester. I'm reporter Anna Tran. And I'm Features Editor Liz Hanna. This is Scuttlebutt from Coast Report, the student voice of Orange Coast College. This has been one eventful semester with unfortunately one too many calls to the Costa Mesa Police Department. Exactly. It felt like we were having an incident every week. I can think of a couple instances off the top of my head right now. For starters, everything at Golden West was a major topic of discussion this semester. We covered that event on last week's edition of Scuttlebutt. If you haven't heard it yet, we discussed multiple incidents and where that situation is currently. And we also had that fight breakout on campus between two students. We had a former student with a history of threats and vandalism break the restraining order the campus had against him this semester by publishing a blog post directed towards campus public safety and a faculty member who he had a history with. I remember reading that story written by our sports editor, Timothy Hessen, in April as well. There was an unrelated but similar incident two days later at the Waterfront campus. Yes, and for more on that, we have brought in reporter Samantha Griffin, who has done a lot of reporting on the Waterfront campus this semester. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you so much for having me. What can you tell us about that incident? You happened to be there that day, right? Yes, I was there so I could film some clips for a TikTok about the Waterfront campus open house. I was being given a tour by a faculty member when we came across the former student holding the boycott OCC sign. On the back of the sign, he had listed current employees by name and his grievances with the campus itself. How was the mood of the campus in regards to him being there? Everyone was displeased with his presence, but no one felt threatened with him being there. I gathered that this was not the first time something like this had happened and people were not surprised. I heard you were also on campus during the incident yesterday when it was reported that someone possibly had a weapon on campus. Well, I'm going to be honest, I had no idea that there were any issues until I arrived home and received the crime alert by Campus Safety that had said an incident had occurred between 2.45 and 3.20 p.m., then later saying the police had completed their assessment and have left campus. After reading the report, I still had many questions regarding the specifics of the incident. Reporter Cindy Field and Editor-in-Chief Kate Bent went to the campus to find out more. We already had a description of subject— He has curly hair and was wearing a black shirt and was last seen near the Lytton Lang building. The Costa Mesa Police Department was called to assess the area and look for the possible suspect, but found nothing. On our podcast production day, May 10th, there was a nationwide threat of violence that was shared on social media, but later deemed not to be credible. This follows a similar threat that happened on May 5th. Coast Report will continue to monitor the situation as it develops. Thank you, Samantha, for your time. Thank you for having me.
Welcome back. This is Coast Reports Multimedia Editor Colin Sweeney, and we are continuing our coverage of threats on the Orange Coast College campus this semester. We brought in Arts and Culture Editor Alexis DiMaria, who reported on OCC Public Safety and the Coast Community College District's hiring of a Clery Act consultant. Welcome, Alexis. Thanks for having me. So, Alexis, talk to me about the district's decision to hire. Yes, so on March 1st, the Coast Community College District Board of Trustees approved the contract for three Clery Act consultants, one for each of the three colleges in the district. Though all three consultants report to Jim Rudy, OCC's Director of Public Safety. Before you speak about consultants, could you refresh the listeners on what the Cleary Act is? Of course. The Jean Cleary Disclosure of Campus Security Policy and Campus Crime Statistics Act, or simply the Cleary Act, was signed into law in 1990 and opened the gates for ever-changing legislation about colleges and how they report crimes. Colleges that receive any form of federal assistance, including federal student aid, aka FAFSA, must abide by mandatory reporting requirements for certain on-campus crimes. Only certain crimes? Yes. Colleges must include four specific categories of crime data. These include the criminal offenses of murder, non-negligent and negligent manslaughter, robbery, aggravated assault, burglary, motor vehicle theft, and arson. Schools also must provide data on hate crimes relating to the previous charges or along with larceny theft, simple assault, intimidation, or destruction slash damage slash vandalism of property. The Act also requires data on crimes related to the Violence Against Women Act, with crimes including domestic violence, dating violence, and stalking. Other crimes such as weapons, drug abuse, and liquor law violations are also included. Who is responsible for finding this data? Where does it all go? Campus Public Safety handles the crime reporting and categorization, and the Clery Act requires information to be distributed in a few ways. In the Campus Safety Office, a daily crime long that is available for current or prospective OCC students and employees that lists any incidents that occur on the applicable Clary geography from reports of graffiti to motor vehicle thefts. You mentioned that the crime log reports on incidents within the Clary geography. What does that mean? Colleges must define the exact areas of coverage under the jurisdiction of the Clery Act in order to properly report crimes. For OCC, that includes every campus building, pathway, garden, and parking lot, the recycling center, as well as the surrounding sidewalks around Merrimack, Fairview, and Adams that border our campus. It gets a little trickier when defining other areas, such as OCC's waterfront campus, where Newport Harbor is technically considered a classroom and is included in the Cleary geography. If an incident that falls within the four specific crime data categories occurs within the geography, the Cleary Act requires the data to be compiled in an annual safety report, or ASR, that is made publicly available on October 1st of each year. Where can the public find this report? It is posted on the OCC website and can be found by a Google search or by searching through the CCCD Board of Trustees minutes on board docs through their website. The annual safety report, as well as the ratified contract between CCCD and D. Stafford and Associates, outlining the responsibilities of the Cleary Consultant, can be found through the Board of Trustees website. Did anything stand out to you when you were reading the consultant's contract? The outlined responsibilities clarified to me the convolutedness of the Clery Act. The consultant will help public safety with several things, assist in publication of the ASR, manage the Clery geography for the campus, coordinate trainings about the Clery Act, ensure correct classification of incidents, and will help manage the timely warning system that is required by the Act for use in emergencies. Why does public safety need this extra help? Is it in response to any incident in specific? Actually, this hiring was in the works for a long time. OCC has contracted with this company previously, and the discussion about this hiring predates any major events that occur this semester. This decision is about standardization and making sure the district's practices are consistent across all three campuses, according to Director of Public Safety Jim Rudy. So what will happen now? The initial meetings between the colleges and consultants were slated for this month, and depending on the scope of the recommendations will determine what action we'll be taking. 
CCCD Chancellor Whitney Yamamura says the district will be working with what he described as deliberate speed when it comes to implementing recommendations. Only time will tell. Alexis, thank you so much for speaking about this. Thanks for having me. So here's what we already know. This semester has seen a lot of security incidents, with the latest being a possible gun sighting by the Litton Lang building on May 9th. And as we learned from Colin and Alexis, before any of these events occurred, the district had hired Cleary Act consultants to help standardize and manage the reporting of crime information across all three campuses. Since we've talked about what the district is doing, we'd like now to focus on what would happen at OCC should a catastrophe occur. And for more on that, we bring in Editor-in-Chief Kate Bent, who has done extensive reporting on safety and crime at OCC. Welcome, Kate. Glad to be here. So we know that campus public safety, under the direction of Jim Rudy, is an active presence at OCC. From your reporting, we have learned that during the day, there are three officers plus Rudy patrolling the campus, but they're not alone, right? That's right. According to our previous coverage, there are also public safety assistants. Can you talk a bit about who they are and what they do? Sure. Public safety assistants are students employed by campus public safety who drive around patrolling the campus and escorting faculty and students to and from class. They're the ones in red jackets driving the golf carts. We currently have four public safety assistants, but that number fluctuates semester to semester. Campus safety says that they serve a vital role in crime prevention on campus. Tell us more about that. Our sources in the department said that they are the eyes and ears of the campus. The public safety assistants help the officers in acting as a deterrent to crime. Crime experts say that school shooters often scope out locations prior to committing violence, and that the more of a security presence they see, the less likely they are to return and cause a mass casualty event. So let's talk more about the campus public safety officers and what they do. I know that during the day, there are three officers plus Rudy patrolling the school. Are our officers actual cops? No. The three officers do not carry guns or have powers of arrest. Most of the incidents they deal with are medical, like culinary students cutting their finger or someone fainting at the planetarium. The officers also deal with small crimes on campus, like theft or vandalism. If something bigger happens, they call in Costa Mesa PD. OCC's campus public safety has a working relationship with the police, don't they? Yes. Costa Mesa police will often be here within minutes of receiving a call from campus public safety. Officers are constantly listening to police chatter on the radio. If they hear of anything happening on our campus that might not have been reported to campus public safety, they instantly go over to investigate. How else do OCC's officers keep the school safe? They also do a lot with crime prevention by doing presentations on personal safety awareness and property protection. Rudy said that he goes into different departments to give talks on what to do in the event of a school shooting or natural disaster. They just did a seminar in emergency preparedness on April 28th. Our reporter, Andy Garcia, covered the role of building marshals who would help lead any kind of evacuation. I know we have an emergency response plan in place should anything happen. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. According to the annual security and fire safety report from last year, our plan is organized by priorities and campus locations. In the event of emergency, campus public safety would coordinate with the PR and marketing office to notify people via the public address system, text and voice messages, email, and social media. The plan also includes regularly scheduled evacuation drills, ongoing training and emergency response, life-saving instruction, and communication in a crisis situation. 
There's also monthly testing of the emergency notification system. This is all really great info, Kate. Thanks for your reporting and thanks for being here. My pleasure. On this week's episode of Scuttlebutt, we are discussing a semester in Coast Community College District filled with threats and public safety issues. For more on how OCC would handle an emergency, we bring in our very first Scuttlebutt guest, Campus Public Safety Officer Tim Weiner. Thank you for joining us, Tim. Oh, it's my pleasure. How long have you been here at OCC? Well, I started here at, at Coast in 1997, so if you do the mm. math... That's roughly 26 years or so. Wow. And as public safety officer on campus, what is your primary responsibility on campus? Well, not just my primary responsibility, but everybody in our department, regardless of who they are, whether it's our student assistants, uh, people who work the desk, or our director and our other officers, our main priority is to keep everybody safe here. Regardless of who you are, whether you're a student, faculty, staff, or a visitor. So we've covered a number of threats to campus, and there have been several recent incidents nationwide. Do you feel that coming to school is more dangerous than before? Well, I'm not sure that I would I would say coming to school is dangerous more than it was before. I think if you uh, just watching the news at night, uh, society is more dangerous than it was just a few years ago. So we encourage everybody that comes to class and comes to work to to be vigilant, to not be paranoid, but to be aware of their surroundings and and take their own security very seriously. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the role of of personal responsibility? Personal responsibility, I think it's uh, just anything in life, you need to take responsibility for your own actions. And personal responsibility, when it uh, applies to your your own safety and security, um, you have to consider if you, if you look at uh, the city of Costa Mesa, for instance, um, with the the many, many people who live and work there. And they have a police force where they may have nine officers on duty at a time. They can't be everywhere. It's the same here at Coast. At any time, we may have three officers on duty. And it's 164 acres with many, many buildings and thousands of people that come here. And uh, the bottom line is we can't be everywhere. We want to be, and we want to make sure you feel safe. However, uh, when it comes to safety, first and foremost, you need to be responsible for for your safety. And um, and like I said before, being aware of your surroundings, making sure you don't have your face down in your phone constantly when you're walking around and being aware Mm -hmm. of people around you. Uh, if you feel uncomfortable, making sure to to walk around with a buddy. I know that kind of sounds kind of silly, but um, it's true. You're less likely to be a victim if you're if you're with somebody else. Um, at night, take extra caution, just like you would anywhere. Going home or going to the mall, uh, darkness is uh, can be a dangerous time. So, and that's another reason why we, in public safety, also offer an escort program. So 24 hours a day, you can call our phone number, which is 
432-5017 and an officer will come out or one of our student assistants and they'll pick you up and take you to your car or pick you up at your car and take you to your class. Um, That's amazing. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not something we encourage uh, to make a, a, you know, do that all the time mm -hmm. uh, uh, because we do have limited staff. However, um, if need be, and you feel unsafe, you call that number and, and we'll come out and, and do whatever we, we need to do to help you. What is the most rewarding part of your work here? Well, I've been in the, uh, in public uh, service for a little over 30 years or so. Um, I was in the fire service for a little while and uh, for about 10 years and I was a reserve law enforcement officer. And at some point I did all three of these jobs at the same time, but it all comes down to, and I know it sounds like a cliche, but I like helping people working here at coast. First, I found a family here. And everybody that steps foot on this campus, especially the students and the staff and the faculty and administration, I consider my extended family. So because I take that, that view of things, I take it very personally, your safety. And um, so I, I think bottom line is that that is when I feel useful and I can go out and help somebody, regardless of whether it's unlocking a door or performing CPR on them, I'm helping people here, the whole wide spectrum. So um, I, I think in a nutshell that that would be my answer to you. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about working with students? Yeah, students, uh, I mean, bottom line is students are the reason that we're here. I wouldn't have a job if it wasn't, nobody would have a job here if, if it wasn't for students coming to school. So I gave a, I gave a talk to a, a graduate class many years ago, and I was making a PowerPoint. In deciding what I was going to name this PowerPoint, I thought, I thought about it. What does it all boil down to? And I named that PowerPoint, Providing a Safe Place to Learn. That's why you all come here, is to learn, hopefully, mm -hmm. or to tell your parents that uh, you're doing something during the day. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I've heard many stories as to why people come here. But I, I think the bottom line is uh, a vast majority of people come here to learn. And my job is to make sure that you can do that without having to worry about other stuff. I just wanted to kind of comment on your mention to um, the network that you have here at OCC and that reinforcement with the support, support from the community. And I can see how that could benefit students if they advocated not only for themselves, but the peers among them as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an important topic that you touched on was just emphasizing that sense of community here. Yeah, yeah, and and that's something that um, I've learned over my you know twenty five plus years here, is that we've we've always had support all the way from the top, the, the president's level, all the way down, and it, it's really um, heartening to know that I'm able to do my job and people uh, appreciate it.
Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, especially at a community college, too. You know, I think yeah. some people here are just so touch and go. But I think there's a lot to be recognized behind the scenes and here actively on campus. And uh, Oh, I, I, I appreciate that. And um, I just need to reiterate, we're here for you. And you're part of my family. Um, I, I just hope you know that. And, and I'm sincere when I say that. As we wrap up our conversation, what is the best way to reach campus public safety in an emergency? In an emergency. So there, there's a few different things. And one, I, in, I encourage your listeners to take out their cell phone and to program in the number for, for campus safety. And I'm going to say, I said that a little bit earlier, but let, let me go ahead and say it again. It's 714-432-5017. One seven, and you can call that number twenty four hours a day, and you'll reach either our uh, public safety dispatch, or you will um, after a certain time of day, it'll go directly to the lead officer that's on duty. Now, if it's a dire emergency, I encourage uh, I encourage you to dial nine one one. That's uh, that'll go straight to the Coast Mesa dispatch. Um, we have access to the radio system, and we'll hear if they're en route here to the campus. And, and uh, most of the time, they'll give us a call on the, on the phone and let us know what's going on. In addition, if you take a walk throughout campus and throughout the parking lots, you'll, you'll see white poles that have big letters on them that say emergency. And at the top, there's a blue light. And all you need to do is go up to that, that pole and push a button, and you'll also reach the officer that's on duty. So, um, but in an emergency, always uh, be aware of what's going on. Be prepared to tell whoever answers the phone um, what's happening, uh, where you are, and any pertinent details that may um, uh, be important to the, uh, to the situation, no matter what it is. OCC Campus Public Safety Officer Tim Weiner, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. And that concludes this episode of Scuttlebutt. You can find this and upcoming episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. And for the latest news on all things Orange Coast College, follow Coast Report at coastreportonline.com and on all our social media channels, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Coast Report. Our theme music was created by OCC music student Brian Dang. Scuttlebutt is a production of Coast Report, the student voice of Orange Coast College. For Anna Tran and Kate Bent, I'm Liz Hanna, and thank you for listening to this edition of Scuttlebutt. <laughs>